The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. And an invitation. It's traditional uh, to continue meditating as you hear reflections like the ones that I'll offer. So you're welcome to continue to receive experience as it arises in the body, the heart, and the mind as I offer these comments. And then you can see what sticks from the reflections. I I used to make an effort to take two or three things from each of Gil's talks for many years that I could practice with during the day or during the week. So the whole 45 minutes could be considered a meditation. So uh, the Pali word karuna is translated as compassion, and it's what goodwill or loving kindness feels when it encounters suffering. It wants the suffering to end. Gill has written that compassion is sometimes referred to as the jewel in the lotus. The lotus symbolizes the heart or mind that with practice blossoms into freedom. And the jewel represents the compassion appearing in the center of this blossom. So that's how important this is in this practice. We can cultivate this wholehearted caring for anyone who's suffering, for ourselves and for others. And compassion is not pity. It doesn't look down on suffering from a position of privilege. When we practice compassion wholeheartedly, we put ourselves into someone else's shoes. And we know only too well that if we were living their life with their conditions, we would be suffering in the same ways. So in addition to sending compassion to those who are innocent um, and on the receiving end of difficult conditions that just come with human life, we can also cultivate it for people who are engaging in unskillful actions that cause harm. And this practice does not come automatically or easily. It takes time and plenty of mindfulness to get beyond anger at those who harm others and to begin to see the way that greed, hatred, and delusion are distorting their minds and their actions. It also takes some time to separate the person from their harmful behavior and to see that even if they seem perfectly fine, content, happy as they perpetrate harm, we can know that at some point their behavior rebounds into enormous suffering for them as well, at least in the terms of liberation from suffering, from harm. So in terms of the full practice of the Dharma, full liberation of our hearts and minds, until we can grow to cultivate the compassionate wish for all people, all beings, to come to the end of suffering, suffering will not end among human beings. 
of course, we can certainly take action in the world um, to bring harmful behaviors to an end. So true compassion, especially if we decide to support or help another person or group of people, has this ability to differentiate. We work at differentiating between what's helpful and what's one's own agenda. So it is most helpful to begin with respect, listening to the person or the people who are suffering and hearing what they might find helpful rather than deciding that we know the solutions to their problems. I, I, there's a simple example of this that I guess many people on this Zoom or YouTube have experienced. And that is when one member of a couple or family is upset by something that happened at work or school or in one of their friendships. And they tell, they come home and they tell someone else or they tell everyone. And when somebody, instead of listening, just listening with care, when the listener jumps into advice giving mode, often the person who's sharing either seems to fight back against the advice or grow frustrated in some way. Very often when somebody's sharing from their heart like this, they're really just wanting someone else to understand and hear their situation, not to try to solve their problems for them. Of course, we can also be understandably unhappy about our own past unskillful actions. We've been, if we've been around for a few decades, there's probably something we've done that we've regretted. And we can cultivate an expansiveness or an inclusivity of heart and mind that allow us to be open and be present with the resultant discomfort. That discomfort is a healthy conscience at work. We can move forward into compassion for the ignorance in our own past that led to our harming ourselves or harming others. And because this is because endless self-punishment won't do the world any good. It won't do you any good. So recognizing what was harmful and growing towards what is non-harming will help those around us as well as ourselves release from the suffering and move towards freedom. As we start this process, we're using words to begin to embody compassionate wishes. Uh, and sometimes when people hear the word compassion, they believe they have to feel highly emotional or kind of almost oozing compassion or, or sentimental. And that isn't the case. So the word compassion in one dictionary definition means to feel with, but that doesn't mean we jump down into the pit of suffering with someone else. The heart and mind can be moved. Uh, we can care a great deal and still be equanimous, a bit objective. Um, today, some of you may have experimented with this practice of silently saying compassion phrases as I offered that. And that can start, any of these practices of Brahma Viharas and saying phrases can start as a feeling like they're just words. But over time, the more we bring our hearts and our heads together, 
in mindfulness and in meditation, the more we see the benefit of wholesome inclinations of mind, the more the heart gradually opens to this. And in the process, we grow the capacity to be with suffering in a caring way instead of keeping it at arm's length at a distance or instead of pitying anyone who is suffering or instead of being hard on ourselves because we're suffering. We can start by offering care for the difficulties we're experiencing if that's relatively accessible. Uh, that can provide a reference point from which we can genuinely develop a caring compassion for others. Um, and there's there's a phrase that sort of exemplifies this. Just as I wish to be happy and free from suffering, so may that being, may all beings be happy and free from suffering. <laughs> Excuse me. The next person to whom we might traditionally offer silent wishes of compassion might be someone towards whom you have a loving, respectful relationship. Could be a mentor, a valued teacher, or someone who's been completely supportive in your life. Um, and th- by the way, this practice is intended to develop, to develop your compass- capacity to be compassionate towards the living. So when you choose people to whom you'd like to direct these phrases or this feeling, pick someone who's alive. After being able to offer compassion to someone with whom you have this very supportive relationship, that helps develop us towards being able to offer silent compassion for a friend or a family member, someone who we dearly love, but maybe we have a relationship that you know, has ups and downs. The next step in developing compassion to its fullest is to offer compassion to a stranger. And this is usually someone you see in your life regularly, like a letter carrier or someone whose name you see on this chat, but it's someone you don't really know. And then the the final stage in formal compassion practice is to direct thoughts of compassion towards people with whom you have difficulty or you dislike them. Traditionally, it's called the enemy, but maybe you don't feel like you have enemies, or you might. As you become able to do that, you're really developing this state of mind that can really understand and kind of get on a visceral level that people are not fixed in their nature, nor are you. Nothing is. Everything is inconstant and changing, sometimes rapidly, sometimes very slowly. And all conditioned phenomena, including the behavior of others, it's all subject to suffering or dukkha in the Pali language. It's all has this unsatisfactoriness. When we still on some level believe that uh, there are things that can be in this conditioned realm of human existence that can be relied on all the time for happiness or that things will remain 
stable and satisfying or that they have a fixed nature that we can use as a sense of security as long as we believe any of that. And sometimes we don't even know it, but underneath we do believe that we continue to have stress, dissatisfaction, and suffering. But we can grow um, with caring and compassion in the same way that we can grow goodwill and the other divine abodes by paying attention to them in daily life and also by meditating them with them in this formal way that really gets absorbed in who you're sending the feelings towards and filling your mind and heart with them and then really staying with this practice. It develops this quality of collected mind, fully gathered mind, a samadhi that ultimately is a source of growth and in in insight and in wisdom. And wisdom is one of the keys to becoming free from stress and suffering. So the meditation practice and daily life practice with these Brahma Viharas tends to support, they tend to support one another. So they come to a point, if we do them frequently enough and keep keep at the mindfulness, they tend to arise more naturally in us in response to what's happening around us. Uh, the mind becomes very stable and flexible, able to deal with ups and downs without reactivity. Um, and we get to a place where we can remain capable and calm in the face of whatever comes our way. So for those of you who want to continue or start to treat today and this week like a retreat, you might allow yourself to notice what brings up a response of compassion or caring in you today. And silently, you could send this, radiate this compassion, this care, wishes for relief from stress suffering, dissatisfaction towards anyone who you know is having a hard time. Of course, if you're in a position to actively help, taking the time to listen deeply and carefully to what that person wants in the way of support. But this is a great way to bring the compassion practice into your day. I wish you all freedom from stress and suffering, and an enjoyable day exploring this practice if you choose to do that. See you tomorrow morning. Be well.